at least as a female too, makes you much more vocal, you know, in certain situations where you might not, it's it's sometimes hard to find your voice. I think as a female, because you're constantly being groomed that you have to be polite and you have to be this and you have to be that. And then it kind of forces you to really stand up for yourself and say what you like and what you don't like, which I, I do think has been a good thing for me. Welcome to Normalizing Non-Monogamy, the podcast where we interview incredible people from across the entire spectrum of non-monogamy to hear their fascinating stories. We strive to bring guests on the show who have a healthy approach to non-monogamy. However, it's important to remember that everyone does it a little bit differently, and the views and opinions expressed by our guests do not necessarily reflect our own. Additionally, we produce this show for entertainment purposes only. Please be aware that we aren't doctors or therapists. Consult the medical professional for anything regarding your health that you might learn about on the show. Enjoy! Welcome to episode 109. We're Finn and Emma, and today we are talking with Sarah and Ed. We have an amazing conversation with them, and this is an especially good one if you're new. Yeah, they have probably one of the most relaxed uh, attitudes towards swinging where... They just approach it in a really casual way, and it's. I think it's really great for people who are maybe getting into this that are, or just learning about non-monogamy that think that if you're doing it, you have to be doing it like all day, every day. And they <laughs> they definitely dispel that myth um, amongst others. Yep. The other thing I wanted to say, and I mentioned it last week when we talked to Daniel, is that uh, you will you will find here that Ed and I are we like to conserve our emotions. Maybe the best way to say it is that we we both have a huge passion for life, but we're afraid if we like crack the jar a little, <laughs> it's gonna just like blow up and you nobody will be able to handle it. So we try yeah. to so we try to keep it dialed back for the listener's sake. A little bit monotone. No, I just explained to you <laughs> what the situation is. We're trying to spare. The listeners, I see the I, overwhelming if, but, emotion that. But we what are, if they want the emotion? What if we all could, want the emotion? They couldn't handle it. Okay. They can buy one of Ed and I's shirts that we're making. Now all the listeners know what I deal with <laughs> all the time. <laughs> yeah. You are a lucky woman. All right. Well, thank you again to Sarah and Ed for everything, and it's super fun conversation. And yeah, we're excited to be able to share. It. Yeah, for sure. Couple of quick announcements. First off, our next Patreon Q&A call will be on February 26th. That's a Wednesday. If you want more information, go to our website and click on the Patreon link and you can find more info there. Yep. There will be two of them at 9 o'clock Eastern and at 9 o'clock Pacific time. Yep. Next up, it's National Condom Month. It is. And we've got an awesome offer from My One Condoms who makes custom fit condoms. They've got 60 different sizes. We just ordered some last week, a refill, if you will. We've been using yeah. them for over a year now. Ordered them, and they showed up three days later, free shipping. And Super we got, fast. And we got 20% off because we use the offer code. NNM podcast. NNM. That's two Ns and then the letter M yes. and then the word podcast. And there will be links in the show notes to where you can find that. And please check them out and please use the offer code because it lets them know we sent you. Yeah, and the 20% off is good through March 15th of this year. All right. With that, oh, maybe one last quick thing. Sorry, one, everybody. One last quick thing. It's all, We're almost done for real. <laughs> you may have noticed that we have a new Focus Fridays series. And our first 
official episode published last Friday, and our next one will be out this Friday. So we hope everyone's enjoying those so far. The one this Friday is about intentional conversations, and we have that conversation with Catherine. Intentionally. Yes. It wasn't an accident. (laughs) But you should definitely check it out. If you want to check it out ahead of time, along with all of the other, there's episodes. There's 10 total. You can go to our website, click on the courses tab and download them all right now for free, or you can also donate to the show. And the website for that is normalizingnonmonogamy.com. While you're there, you'll also find a resources page where you'll get all of the information about the different things that we love and use daily, like my one condoms, (laughs) which you can get 20% off if you use the offer code NNM podcast. True. They'll fit you perfect like a condom. Once you measure yourself. You've got to measure yourself or have somebody measure for you. Yep. But I think you'll figure that part out. Okay, let's go talk to Sarah and Ed. No, welcome, Sarah and Ed. We're super excited to have you here. And we met you at Desire last year. I guess we met in person a year ago. So it's exciting to chat again. Uh, I can't believe it's been a year. It feels like yesterday. Over a year, yeah. (laughs) Thanks for having us. Yeah, it's surprising that it's been that long already. Yeah. Time flies, I suppose. <laughs> I think we I think we all still look all right though. <laughs> <laughs> so for because listeners don't really know who you are, do you mind introducing each of yourselves? Like a little bit about who you are and why are you here? Yeah. In a nutshell. Why are um well I guess uh, we met you guys last year at Desire and we actually bumped in you guys at the pool because we were there doing a uh, boudoir photography workshop for the resort and that you guys ended up being one of our first, um, classes, which we do appreciate. And, uh, so we were there, um, we do marketing with the resort and then we also are huge fans of the resort. So, uh, I ended up doing some ambassadorship for the resort and then Ed here does photography on the side. So we ended up doing a lot of marketing with them. Very cool. And yeah, by the way, that photo shoot was a lot of fun. It was, we were actually came across the pictures on his phone the other day. <laughs> it was a lot of, <laughs> it was brought back fun memories. <laughs> yeah, it was a fun class. Kind of, well, and I guess maybe some background then on what makes you qualified, both of you guys for that type of thing, right? Because Ed, you do some of the photography, but, but Sarah, you do some modeling as well. Yeah. Well, Sarah started off, she was a Playboy model. And I went to some of her photo shoots with her and was just interested watching the photographers and enjoy seeing the pictures. And I thought that would be great if I would be able to photograph her myself. So took a lot of time, kind of taught myself, asked a lot of questions. And then um, wound up getting to where the work should, should be at. And then it just came on where we decided it would be fun to make it a partnership where we work together on things. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Oh. I was saying, how long have you both been together? Uh, we're together 16 years. Awesome. And you, so besides just going to Desire to do the workshops, you two are exploring the swinging lifestyle in some capacity yourselves, correct? We are. Um, we were introduced to it slowly. Well, I guess not slowly. Um, <laughs> we <were introduced laughs> it, uh, when we started working with Desire and uh, the first time we went, we, a lot of guests were asking us if we were lifestyle. We had no idea what that meant. So the, so, so desire came, so that came as like a modeling thing and that's what introduced mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Interesting. That's exactly what it was. Cause we were asked to come and do some work for Pearl when it first opened. And then we were being asked by the guests if we were lifestyle. We had no idea what to say. 
was kind of you know, an awkward thing in the beginning. She would just look at me and I'm like, I have no idea. <laughs> and then um, there was this um, older female from England and she goes, you guys kind of look like deer in the headlights. So she kind of pulled us off to the side and she kind of gave us a introduction of everything of these are what the terms mean. This is who has control. This is who makes the decisions. Uh, you're not obligated to do anything mm-hmm. um, while you're here. You don't have to do anything at all. You can just enjoy a normal vacation. But if people ask, these are the different terminologies. So that was kind of our swinging for dummies one-on-one session. Yeah, your crash, yeah. crash course. <laughs> so when you were going to Desire, you you knew it was a clothing optional place, but that's about all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's really all we knew. We didn't know what else to expect. So yeah. Wow. And so and so after she took you aside, did you like did you have to like retreat to the room and like like talk about what you just learned? No, I think we were like, okay. And then kind of thought the concept was a little farm or just like mm-hmm. didn't make sense to us because I guess we weren't at that stage yet. So it's just like, all right, if that floats your boat and makes you happy, that's great. But you know, for us, it kind of was like, well, we just want to be here and sunbathe naked and, you know, have yeah. a good time. Mm-hmm. And was this, had you been together quite a while at this point? So this wasn't early on, was it? We were together, we probably were married about five years, I think. So we were probably yeah. together like about seven years total, I think. Yeah. So yeah. it wasn't like it was, yeah, you had a brand new relationship and then jumping into this. You had a, you had history yeah. and stuff. So it was yeah. kind of just something new to maybe introduce and mm-hmm. start to figure out. Well, had, had either of you ever talked about it with each other, like brought up the concept of like no. other people? We honestly had no idea. It was just when <laughs> people were asking us, they're like, I, I don't know what they're talking about. So that first trip one, we kind of got that brief intro. We're kind of just like, okay. But I think both of us were just like, had no interest in it. So we didn't pay any attention. We just enjoyed the rest of the trip and you know, that was yeah. that. Yeah, in the atmosphere and kind of just being everything. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and how, so how did it progress from there? Like how, how did it so slowly start to like work its way in? I guess we wound up doing work for the resort. Uh, it was pretty much every six months we would come down and there was probably three more trips after that. And we were still on that same page where it really didn't, I don't want to say interest us, but I guess maybe we weren't there. And then probably maybe, two years, two and a half years after that first trip, mm-hmm. um, we wound up meeting another couple. Um, they were both in the healthcare field and they pretty much got there the same day we did. And through that week, um, spending time and hanging out and having some com- common interest, um, towards the end of the vacation, some things started to happen. Um, we talked about it afterwards and we both liked it. We're on the same page and that's how things pretty much began. It's exciting. I mean, it's it's just fun that you were going to a resort where people were basically having sex around you for for like weeks at a time, right? Like a week here, a week there, a week, and yeah. and it didn't like register. Like, oh, these people didn't necessarily come together. I don't know. It's just kind of a unique. Place. Oh, it sounds like yeah, after the the first well, trip the first they month. knew. <laughs> it's just it's kind of like a fun like I don't know. I think well, it would just blow people's day, mind. Kind of like oh wow, everyone's kind of naked. So that took us a little bit to get used to then after that it's like okay this is fun like if you kept your swimsuit on you kind of were, were like the odd man out so you kind of blended in better if you just yeah, exactly. you know took everything <laughs> off and then we're okay. yeah. and probably like maybe second or third day 
we would see a couple together. Then later in the afternoon, we'd kind of see them with other people. And like, and I don't think to get it's confused. the same person. It's like, um, wait a second. I thought, and then you almost have to question yourself, you know? <laughs> yeah. You're like, wait, I thought I, that couple was together. And then now they're different people. And now I don't know what's going on. <laughs> So after that, after that first trip where you guys started to, I guess, dip, dip your toes into it, how, how did it progress from there or how has it progressed? Um, I guess basically after that trip was over, we talked about it, enjoyed the experience and had a good time, but we kind of didn't make it like this has to be part of our agenda or if we have time off, this has to happen. We kind of just made it if the opportunity or situation arises um then we'll just take it for what it's worth and enjoy it and that's pretty much been our philosophy ever since mm-hmm. right so is it is it more of a vacation thing like you do it when you go on vacation or have you also started then to explore you know back when you're in the in the homeland so to speak <laughs> there's a couple <laughs> clubs um in our area um so maybe like once a month, once every other month, um, if our schedules match up, cause our schedules tend to be pretty, um, opposite of each other. So a lot of it has to do with timing and getting our schedules where we have like the same days off, then we'll go. It's pretty much just so she likes to dance and she likes to wear some <laughs> sexy clothes that if she were anywhere else probably would get kicked out or get arrested. So, um, we pretty much just go to, so, you know, we can dance. Um, she could wear some sexy clothes and, we just go with that mindset and if we wind up meeting people when something happens, it's an added bonus. Mm-hmm. And if not, we just enjoy the night together. Yeah. yeah. It's a good attitude to have. I think a lot of people, especially early on, right. They, it's like, well, if we're going to go do this and you, and I guess you see this a lot too, with people who have kids like, well, we got a babysitter, we got to make something happen. And I think that that yeah. puts on a, a level of pressure that it makes it really difficult to live up to. And mm-hmm. No, you're right. Yeah. And then too, if you're meeting those people, that can be a little difficult too, because then they're kind of agenda driven and yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> can't just take it at, take it at the a natural speed. Right. Yeah. So how, how have you two seen it? Like since you've started exploring this, I guess it's been quite a few years now. How have you seen it like impacting your relationship? I think it has a great impact because it forces you to communicate, it forces you to talk about all kinds of stuff that you might not otherwise have brought up in a regular setting. Mm-hmm. You know, unfortunately you talk about what you, what your fantasies are and like what you're comfortable with and what you're not comfortable with. And kind of, at least as a female too, makes you much more vocal, you know, in certain situations where you might not, it's sometimes it's hard to find your voice. I think as a female, cause you're constantly being groomed that you have to be polite and you have to be this and you have to be that. And then it kind of forces you to really stand up for yourself and say what you like and what you don't like. Yeah. I I do think has been a good thing for me. Yeah. And actually like just understand to explore what you do and don't like, because sometimes Mm -hmm. you're just expected, Oh, well you have to like this. You have to like that. And it's like, no, (laughs) but sometimes that takes time to, to figure out. Were there, were there any, as you were having those conversations, were there any of those that like things didn't align? Like one of you was really into something, the other one wasn't, or there was some mismatches and like just some mis some miscues along the way. Um, I really don't think so because our philosophy and the way we go about it is we're there to be with each other and to enjoy 
each other. And if something else happens, it's just a added bonus. Um, we never go out. There are some people, it's almost like a hunt and destroy method. Like <laughs> they have a day they're going here or they're going to event and this has to happen and they have to do this many things or meet this many people. Um, we're probably our personalities in general are more Very relaxed laid back. <laughs> and laid back. So it's kind of just like, we just, um, go with the flow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Do you run into situations where you kind of want to make something happen, but it's hard to take that next step? Yeah. Cause we're, we're both very shy by nature and we're both kind of introverted. So <laughs> that doesn't exactly, uh, make for a good initiation tactic Yeah, on both of our ends. We're getting better at it, but we're still not the best. Yeah. No, we can relate to that too. Because then it comes across like we're not interested, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's something that we've struggled with is you, you don't want to be rude, right? You want to be super polite. And so you don't want to make people feel uncomfortable, but you also want to show interest. Uh, And that's, that can be difficult to walk that line. And I think too, we like to be respectful. So I'm just not going to grab someone or approach someone or be like, Hey, you want to do this? Cause I wouldn't appreciate it if someone did that to her. So I right. think with us being polite and respectful, I think sometimes people take it or like, Oh, you're boring or, you know, not interested. <laughs> not interested and yeah. it's just us being overcautious, trying to be nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well then maybe I have a, I have a question for, for you as introverts and, and us as introverts, the like, what, how do you prefer people to approach you? Like if you don't want somebody to just come up and like be in your face about it. So how, like, what is your like ideal, like somebody approaches you to ask you if you're interested, how do they do that and not make you feel uncomfortable? I I personally would like a conversation first. I mean, I wouldn't, I would just like to have an actual conversation. And then honestly, the best way to kind of get me is to make me laugh, you know? So any conversation that's going to get me to laugh, or kind of get me to loosen up and really have an intriguing conversation or something. That's probably the, one of the best things for me. And then maybe work in, Hey, we're interested, you know? Plus too, I think for us, it's more than just the physical attraction because we have met people that on first glance or our parents are stunning, attractive, and then you start to talk to them and their personality starts to drop their looks way down. <laughs> and then for lack of better wording, there might be people that you meet that maybe the general public would classify as average. But when you talk to them and their personality shines through, it makes them a nine or 10. Mm-hmm. So it's not just on the physical. It's more about connecting same interests, same personalities same interest. So mm-hmm. for us, it's if someone starts talking to us and we feel a connection, that's pretty much what makes us maybe explore with them further than just like, Oh, this one looks pretty or that, that guy's built or, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. well, there has to be some chemistry there too. And you don't yeah. find that it's until you start talking to people. Yeah. And really getting to know people. Do you, do you ever struggle like going to the club or maybe like a hotel party, right? Where it's like, okay, we've got, three hours to find somebody, make that connection happen, determine if there's chemistry. And then like that, that's a really uh, fast timeline to do everything that we've just kind of covered. 
Probably not because I think if we were judged on lifestyle people, we'd probably get a failing grade because <laughs> when we know it's not like, okay, we have this many hours and we work with that agenda. Yep. We just go to have fun with each other. And if someone starts talking to us, then it's like, okay. And if something happens, great. And, or if the clock runs out and the party's over, we don't look at it as a missed opportunity. It's just like, yep. okay, well, this wasn't meant to be. And it's, it's a little bit easier to meet people now that we've, I mean, we go kind of to the same few places, though. We, at least we know people no matter what. Where yeah. It was even in the beginning where you didn't know anybody. So that was really hard because you don't even have friends to talk to. Yeah. yeah. Really yeah, kind of out in the middle of the ocean, like, okay, how are we going to do this? Yeah, you yeah. almost feel like kind of back to the deer in the headlights. Like, you're just like, I don't know yeah. how to integrate into this. <laughs> so it can be easier once you have friends and other people can see you interacting with people. And they're like, oh, they actually look like they're fun. And yeah. then and I think it makes us more approachable then too, and vice versa. Yeah. yeah, that's great advice. I think that, you know, we've, and that's something we've struggled with at times where you go, you know, maybe you go once every three or four or five months to an event and, you know, you don't want to tell people they have to go every month or every week, but mm-hmm. it is a good way to start to build that rapport. And then even if you're like chatting with one other couple that you've met before, and it allows you to relax enough that you're laughing and that makes you way more approachable than if you're just mm-hmm. like sitting there kind of like nervously in the corner that that makes it really hard to approach as well. Yeah. Well, and it's, you almost like when you go to someplace for the first time and you're new, you do have to take that extra effort to go up and start talking to people so that you are more approachable too. And we've had instances where, you know, sometimes that works better than others, but uh, it, it, like in general, I mean, just trying to talk to people, some people just don't want to talk to you and that that's okay. But, uh, in, in yeah. general, people are very friendly and will at least say hi and you can have a conversation and start relaxing a little bit. Yeah. I think out of any kind of social, I guess, gathering, I would think lifestyle people are probably the easiest to talk to Yeah, because well, they are there to make connections and they are there to talk to people. So it is a little bit more of a, I guess, open atmosphere as far as talking to people and meeting new people. Yeah. Yeah. They're more receptive to conversation. Yeah. 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 No, we would agree with that too. It's much easier to break into that scene a little bit. Do you find that going to desire for a week is easier? Like you get to know people over that time frame easier than going to a club for one night? Definitely. Yeah. It's so much easier because then you get, you have to spend multiple hours with people, whether you're just kind of hanging out in the pool or, you know, and then you get to see them all throughout the day. And then you also get to see the, how their relationship is with each other. Yeah. Yeah. You can really easily pick up if something's off. It's, I think it's easier in like that kind of atmosphere. And obviously over that many hours of time, you can um, observe people throughout the day. So well, it's just kind of, it's relaxed, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The whole point is to go there and and relax, right? <laughs> and you can go to you know, a meal a meal with somebody, you go meet them for breakfast or something and just like have conversations that you wouldn't have at the nightclub or like in that short time frame. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, like you said, where there's an event where it's like maybe three or four hours, like that's all the time you have or there if you're there for a week, you got, you know, how much time to work with. Yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. Yeah, I wasn't trying to imply that every time you go to the club you have to like score one it was just like that that's a 
that's a tough, that's a tough time. And I mean, and it's well, it can be a lot of pressure. That's yeah. all it is. Yeah. And it's something we've struggled with as, as fellow introverts. So I have another introvert specific question. Not really, but <laughs> it's, it's kind of specific to like, we've heard and we've struggled with like, how do you let people know that you're not interested? Like if somebody's clearly pursuing you, do you do like the avoid tactic or do you, are you just upfront about it? Like what's, what's your technique for letting people know? It's hard. How dense they're being. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, initially we just try to diminish the conversation and if they're talking, don't really feed into it. And if that really doesn't give them the, the hint um, then usually I'll just be like, Hey, thanks for coming over and talking. But, you know, we just came t- here to spend time with each other and then, you know, don't want to hurt anyone's feelings, but it also puts in a way that like, Oh, okay. Like mm-hmm. yeah. and they go on their merry way. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, that's, a, that's a good thing to way to handle it. Cause at least, I don't know. It's hard. Like not everyone is everyone's cup of tea. Right. That's, and that's okay. And it's, it's just hard. The rejection is, uh, can be difficult. Well, but I also think that the the natural introvert in us, like sometimes those conversations get quiet in any way, even if you are interested. So that's where we kind of struggle is like, well, we we're interested in these people, but like, I don't know, sometimes the conversation just has like some, some natural ebb and flow to it, which is tough or can be tough. Yeah. That can be awkward, especially if you don't really know the people. Yeah. yeah. And everyone's kind of nervous. They're kind of like each searching for the next thing to say. Yeah. 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 And, and you're ultimately just standing there, like nodding together. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I think you just got to embrace it at that point and be like, well, this is awkward. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how about have you guys been out to anybody in your life about exploring non monogamy? Nope. Nope. <laughs> Is it something you would consider or not really? Well, our social circle is very, very small. And we kind of consider that like that's our private life. And I don't know, because most people who aren't in the lifestyle, they're not at work and are like, oh, last night I did such and such with my wife. You know, so take it as, you know, the same thing. Like, you know, that's our private thing. People don't really, you know need to know about it and i guess when you go to desire you can it's just work right like you can kind of do people ask where you go or anything about that um no not really i mean our family knows we go to a clothing optional place but they kind of just mind their own business and don't really yeah. ask any questions it's just like oh, okay you guys want to be naked we'll have fun <laughs> right right that's all they really say you know yeah yeah, no, I think it's, it's, well, I guess it's interesting to me because, right, Sarah, having done the modeling, I mean, I guess I don't know for sure, but have, are your parents and family aware, right, that you've posed nude and done some nude modeling, right? So, yeah, they are. Yeah. And I like, guess we've shown my mom everything. My dad knows enough not to ask any questions. He's just like, okay, whatever. <laughs> kind of how it's been. Yeah. Because, I mean, even before I posed for Playboy, I, I sat my mom down. I told her, I'm like, what should I do? And she said, you do whatever you want. It's your life. Right. But this would be kind of a different level of, like, they don't need to, Right, yeah, it's, that's the whole, they don't need to know it's our, our sex life, right? It's, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't expect to know anything about my parents' sex life. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. I mean, I hope it's healthy, you know, but otherwise, yeah. Yeah. No, that's fair. I, I wouldn't either. <laughs> and it's nice, I don't know, with the desire that you can just say, oh, it's a clothing optional place. Like, okay, enough questions. If, if they want to know more, they can ask more and I will tell them. But yeah, it's a nice. I think if someone's not involved or hasn't been exposed to it, they come up with this preconceived notion that you're some sort of freak or like every spare moment that you have, you're, you know, in the grocery store trying to get the checkout girl or, yeah. you know, at the gas station trying to get the attendant or that you're just this sex driven fiend. And, you know, that's all you do. Like they don't really understand like the whole concept of everything. Yeah. There's so. immediately like a negative connotation that's applied to it. And it's almost like I'm not here to advocate for it or try to explain expect anybody else to understand it or explain it so it's it's better just to kind of not really yeah 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 it, you know? yeah no for sure and I, and I was i guess like if you don't mind circling back sarah you talked a little bit about like it being really good for you as a as a woman like being able to maybe build some of that confidence and and like finding what you're interested in I guess, do you mind talking a little more about that? Because I think maybe people would hear that and say, oh, well, she's super confident. She does modeling. She's done this and this and this, right? Like, I think that's a, maybe something else that would be interesting to hear a little more about because it's not something we hear about often. No, I mean, I kind of feel like that's two different things. That's, especially the modeling thing, that's almost like a two-dimensional, it's just something I do, you know, and I, it's something I, I learned certain angles that look good. And I learned how to do my makeup and I learned how to do my hair and that kind of stuff. So it's, it's kind of a skill as far as that, but it, that's not my personality. I'm not projecting me as a person. Right. So where this is much more, I think, um, this, I, how would you put that? Like, I feel more like there's, personal. yeah, there's much, it's much more personal and it's kind of, it's much more vulnerable than just kind of, posing in lingerie or a bikini or something, you know, I mean, I know that can sound like you need confidence to do that, which I guess to a certain extent. Yeah. But, um, it's only cause I learned how to do it. Well, and well, there's a, there's a barrier, right? There's a, like mm-hmm. with the, exactly, with yeah. the photography and stuff and the modeling, there's a barrier you're, you know, you're posting things, but it's not going up necessarily and having those conversations, deep, intimate conversations with people. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I think too, you had said, modeling is more like just playing a role for the day whereas compared to this it's actual you the person person. (laughs) you know and it's your your personality so it's like two completely different things yeah Yeah. definitely yeah how how have you like how how have you seen each other grow maybe like sarah what are some ways you've seen ed grow and change and and then vice versa ed for sarah over the last you know couple years of doing this I think, um, years and years and years ago, when we first got together, I think, you know, we were both much younger and I think both a little bit more hotheaded and more inclined to be jealous or something like that. And I think we've grown into that. We're so comfortable with each other and we're so stable in our relationship that there is no jealousy anymore. There's, it's just, I, we want each other to have a good time. And we want each other to you know, grow and, and have a great time. And there's really no barriers as far as insecurities or anything like that, which I think has really helped us. I think as far as you, um, your confidence has grown. Uh, I know people probably look at it. Well, you must have a lot of confidence, um, because 
your modeling, but like I said, that's more of just a, a role. You were always kind of shy about if we would go out to eat or go to the casino um, wearing something that was sexy. Not saying that it would be revealing or, you know, you get in trouble for wearing it, but you're always afraid of what would people say or what would people think or, you know, am I showing too much leg? And I think, you know, with this, you developed into. I like how I look. I'm confident with what I have on. There's nothing a matter with it. And I think in that aspect, um, definitely you have grown. Thank you. Awesome. Yeah. That's well, awesome to hear. And that, and it's, and it's, you know, it's, it's great to hear that we're all just people, right? We all have our insecurities and our little internal monologue that mm-hmm. kind of rules us on a day-to-day basis. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, Yeah. How about uh, handling, I guess, sexual safety and how have you navigated those conversations with others or with each other and kind of and opening up your relationship? Because that's something that a lot of people have concerns on about and is brought up early on when they start talking about seeing other people. I don't think we've really had any issues. Um, right? No, there really hasn't been any issues about anyone pushing um, barriers or limits or you know, being aggressive, I think we both can read people fairly well. So if there was someone that was kind of displaying tendencies that we wouldn't be kosher with or seemed like it could get out of hand, we kind of steered clear from them and didn't make ourselves, you know, vulnerable for anything to, you know, even happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we don't necessarily have like a, a safe word or anything like that, but um, I think we both can read each other really well too, where we know immediately if the other person's kind of uncomfortable and then we can kind of just diplomatically get out of there. Mm-hmm. You know, was, was the health aspect a concern when you started having those conversations? Like, was that one of the things that was an, an issue at all? I think, um, like we discussed if anything was going to happen, you know, protection stuff had to be used mm-hmm. and, you know, we both have, um, both work in the medical field. So for us, it's kind of like we know the consequences of, you know, not being cautious. So it really wasn't like we had to sit down and, you know, have a big conversation. It was just kind of like a a given. Yeah. Yeah. And I imagine you still went over like, what is each of your accepted level of risk for this? If you're going to start exploring it. Yeah. 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 I have another question for Sarah. So as a, like thinking about being a woman in navigating non-monogamy, it can be hard sometimes because in particular, I know it can happen in the roles reversed for genders as well, but sometimes men can come on very strong. And do you find like, what are you open and up front, like with your modeling and everything? And has that impacted like how people approach you and, and react Oh yeah. We don't really bring it up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Cause that's, um, that's something that I would be hesitant <laughs> to just because I know how people can kind of react to that. Yeah. Cause we've had, we had one instance where a couple, um, I think they found out inadvertently by a mutual friends or something. And then it was, it became kind of this bragging right on his end, which I really did not appreciate that. I mean, I, I got pretty hot headed over that, which I thought I, I felt like it was, it cheapened me as a person. Then. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's what I would, I would hate to have that happen. So that's what I wanted to ask you. 
Yeah. So we really never bring it up. At Desires, it's kind of hard because yeah. we do work for the <laughs> resort and they see us in advertisement. So people kind of know there. Um, but outside of that venue, we don't bring it up because just like uh, how we were discussing, if you told someone that wasn't the lifestyle that you're in it, they get those preconceived notions. So if you would tell someone um, that is in lifestyle that I did modeling or I post for Playboy did this, then they kind of think like, oh, they start getting these notions where they think maybe it would be easy or you're going to get naked. So we rather just have it where that's just a separate entity. Mm-hmm. And if we're out hanging out, judge us for the interactions we're having at that current time with you. And if there's a connection, we click great. And if there isn't, you know, that that's fine, yeah. you know, too. Yeah. Well, and you're assuming Ed doesn't get objectified. <laughs> that's true. I shouldn't assume. And I did say it could be gender re- reverse as well. <laughs> I think he's, I think he gets objected. Ed, how do you handle this on your end? <laughs> um, I think because I'm quiet, I've had a lot of people tell me that, I look mean. He's very intimidating. If you don't know him, he's kind of very, and I don't mean to come off that way, but because of my quiet nature, it's perceived that way. So I really don't have issues with, you know, people coming up to me or after me. So I don't know. You're too scared. Yeah, maybe that's, I don't know. I guess that's a, your own tactic, another tactic, right? I guess if you're perceived to be intimidating, it may not be a good thing, but it also may be a little bit of a filter for you. <laughs> Probably something I have to work out a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. No, I think it's, I mean, it's it's a real thing, though, right? Because there could be people that you're very interested in that perceive you as being disinterested or grumpy or angry or whatever, and you're like, oh, I'm just, just being me, right? And that, uh, I think that's something that we've had issues with in the past, right? Part, of, part like of being push shy. Your, push yourself out of your comfort zone a little bit more, at least to say, to, to have conversations that you may not and mm-hmm. not be as shy and reserved all the time. I think going to Desires personally has helped me because we made some friends that tend to go um, the exact same weeks um, we go. Yeah. So going frequently as we do, we see them and it helps me feel more comfortable because there's familiar faces and I can come in, especially this last trip we were just on in November. Um, there's a handful of people that this is probably our third or fourth time that our weeks overlap. So for me, probably like my natural state was able to come out because there was people I was comfortable with and I was able to laugh and joke. So if there was strangers that came over and talked, I was already kind of in my comfort zone. So it made it a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, it makes sense. I think we're all we're the same way, right? Like, oh yeah, we're we're fun people, Ed. I don't know why people don't <laughs> give damn credit that we deserve. <laughs> Maybe we should get t-shirts. Yeah. I know. So, <laughs> I'm fun with like the an- yeah, angry fun. emoji. <laughs> like, don't worry, I'm fun. <laughs> all right, I'll get that shirt printed. Um, <laughs> So I'm, I'm also curious, like when you, and I know this is like way back to the beginning of the story when you, why not, why, why not? We can do whatever we want. We, when you started, like has the way that this looks for you to changed over the years? Like, did it, did you go through the quote unquote normal progression of like no kissing rule and then soft swap, full swap, you know, uh, and all of these standard, I guess, how does it, 
how has it's it not changed? always standard that's why i said like <laughs> the quote-unquote normal progression <laughs> i don't think it's normal anyway go ahead i think probably that um that first experience we had when we met that couple mm-hmm. um and we hung out with them and things start to progress a little bit um we talked about what each of our comfort levels were and how we would feel if it went to second level third level and you know so on and i think having the communication beforehand was definitely helpful because then it wasn't stressing worrying well oh my god if this happens is this okay or not okay so i think the communication part um, was definitely key and then like i said for both of us it was just kind of um, we're not like one of those hardcore people that have our schedule like this is going to happen or this it's just kind of like just enjoy what life brings and if situations arise hey that's great if not we're still with each other having a great time mm-hmm. so i think our philosophy and how we approach it um, with our personalities is fitting for us now maybe for other people um, that's not their cup of tea but i think with our laid back attitude towards it and always putting each other first, I think for us is the key. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think in the beginning we def- I do, I definitely do remember there being a no kissing rule, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I think eventually you just kind of grow out of that. And I think that's kind of how you progress in it. Anyway, you set up these little boundaries and then once you kind of realize that you're hitting the boundaries, then you kind of reassess and see where you go from there and see how the other person responds to it. And, and it's almost like there's these little, these little like, I don't know, like boundaries or like um, speed bumps or something that are almost meant to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and you, or, like you said, you yeah. hit those boundaries, and then you're like, well, we've gotten this far, and it's been okay. I think I'd be okay going beyond yeah. that one, right? And then you, then you release that one, and you go to the next one, right? And mm-hmm. and and there are some people who just right out of the gate, they're like, hey, yeah, no holds barred, and and that may work for them, right? Well, some people are more natural to take those baby steps, and yeah, then other people are not. For sure. Well, for us, it was kind of like a cold pull. You put your toe in; it's okay. You work your way up. You know, <laughs> hit your belly. You're like, okay. And you just kind of yeah. keep easing your way till you're finally in. And you're like, okay, I'm comfortable. It's uh-huh. Rather than yeah. just jumping yeah. into the pool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, before you get to the belly, there's a there's another significant step. <laughs> That, that usually takes away a while for me to get past. <laughs> uh, do the two of you think, so it sounds like from to this date, I guess you've mostly explored kind of the swinging side of things. Do you think you'd ever ex- go into more um, having deeper relationships with other people kind of along the poly route at all? Or does that not interest no. you? No, it doesn't interest I don't think, us. I don't think either one of us have any interest in that. Yeah. Yeah. I have a hard time communicating with people like with texting and, and phone conversations. And I, we really, we really don't have a lot of spare time outside of each other and our jobs. So I, I don't want to take on anything that would take away from you. And you know? not to judge people that, that do it. Like there's a lid for every pot and whatever makes each person happy, you know, that's, you know, they're right. But for us, we look at it as our relationship is me and you. And, you know, the poly thing and our minds and our look at it as, well, we're married, we're with each other, really don't want to be, you know, committed to another person because we're committed, you know, to each other. And I feel that both of us fulfill each other completely. So our look at it is 
if anything happens, okay, that's a bonus, but we're not looking for anything. No, yeah. we do have friends that we met mm-hmm. in the lifestyle that we haven't done anything with, but they're like our best friends. You can <clears throat> call them up in the middle of the night and they would be there for us. And I think the friendships that you do make in this, I think are stronger than friends that you make in normal, regular life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think cause you can get to, you can, you don't ever have to be guarded, right? You can talk about the things that you don't. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you get to like, right. To be intimate with each other, even just conversationally right at the beginning, Yeah, even if it doesn't turn sexual. Yeah. yeah. Do you think you'd ever stop, I guess, going, um, being non-monogamous and going down that route? I mean, I, I don't know. I think it kind of depends on, What's going on in our lives and stuff? Yeah, because if we ever have like a a schedule, like we have these days off or, you know, it's been a while, we're we're doing this. We're kind of, like I said, kind of just very much go with the flow. So if, you know, tomorrow we woke up and Sarah's like, I don't want to go anymore and be like, okay, that's fine. Because our thing is each other first, Mm -hmm. you know, like, oh, I'm going to throw a temper tantrum. I just have to stop, you know, right. blah, blah, blah. I mean, I could see people, I could see why couples sometimes take little breaks too, because it can be not labor intensive, but it just does take a lot of energy sometimes if you're going to a club and, you know, oh, yeah, it does come online and, you know, try to see who's going to be there. And sometimes it can be a little bit of an undertaking, but. And sometimes yeah, life just gets in the way. Put out there and yeah. takes work, or sometimes where if it's we just have free time, it's just nice just to go to dinner and relax being with each other mm-hmm. yeah when you have a hectic schedule it's i mean like most people do it's, it's even tougher all right well i'm gonna ask the blooper question uh, <laughs> i knew that was coming <laughs> have either of you had any hilarious mishaps that you're willing to share with us or maybe both of you you're no offense usually the clumsy or klutzy and oh i'm horrible us, and i haven't really yeah thought of anything like where you fell off anything or Anything crazy has happened. Oh, no. Remember when I hit my head at Desire? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was- She's like, I don't, but <laughs> I've, I've been told that's what happened. <laughs> oh, no. It was our last day. I think um, this, this isn't, I mean, we were just, we just happened to be at Desire and um, we're at Pearl and there's like, there's the pool, there's the bar and then there's this overhang, right? And it's like plaster, it's heavy, it's huge. And I was getting out of like the little circular pool on the side and I'm short. So I go to stand up thinking I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm going to miss this thing. I full on stand up, whack my head so hard that I lost my balance and almost fell into the pool. And of course, all of our friends saw it. Jeez. So that was a little embarrassing. I can't think of anything like actual, like. Lifestyle related. Yeah. Man. There's got to be something. We're going to think of something like as soon as we hang up. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. That does make it sound really nice. Well, you've got a mission now for 2020. (laughs) Create, create bloopers. It's actually probably a good thing. That means that you haven't had uh, too many missteps. Although, I mean, bloopers are just usually hilarious things. Maybe your vibrating suitcase. Oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) We were going to Mexico and I had like sex toys and everything in the, in, in the checked luggage. And we were getting right how like you get your luggage, you're going through customs and then you're about to hit the, the button. The right? green, so we're the green light, red light. Yep. Ready to hit the green light, red light. Oh, and, and, and when you land in Cancun. 
Yeah. 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 So I get this look on my face. Like I want to throw up and he's, he looks at me and he says, are you okay? I'm like, no. And he goes, what's happening? I said, well, touch, touch my handle. And my handle is vibrating. Cause when <laughs> something goes on in the suitcase, Oh my God. I don't think it got searched though. Did it? No, you, you lucked out on. Oh, I, I, I'm like, I'm going to be arrested or something. They're going to think something's in here. Yeah, Cause the whole handle was yeah. rocking pretty bad. So anymore, <laughs> flip the batteries around and let things go dead and then just charge them there. Yeah. I think it was like on level 10 or something like that. Oh, it was going nuts. Yeah. Uh (laughs) I'm sure it's not the first time that they would have seen that. No. (laughs) Part of my, I've heard people put all their stuff right on top in case their suitcase does get checked that they just, they're like, Oh, and then they, (laughs) (laughs) It's a good way to smuggle drugs. You put all the, put all the dildos on top and all the cocaine underneath it. Don't give anyone any ideas. <laughs> we had some friends once that got searched for their uh, yeah the what was it Enjoy Eleven yeah it's basically a stainless steel club and, and so the TSA agent like took it out of the suitcase like held it up like what is this <laughs> like in the, in the oh airport. My God. <laughs> oh, people. Yeah. I, I'm going to really quick tell my, my pool story from desire last year, okay. 20, 2018 when I, it was like the first five minutes we were there. Remember? And I went to like be all cool and like pop into the pool. And I went to put my, you know, like put one hand down and then use that to like, kind of like flip your legs in. Well, yeah. I missed with my hand somehow, even though I like hadn't even been drinking. So I just like, we had been there for about five minutes. Yeah, we were, this was like literally like, Hey everybody, we're back at desire. And I like went to put my hand on the edge of the pool, slipped off and then just like tumbled into the pool. He just completely like, like face planted <laughs> into the pool. <laughs> and like, well, I'm here. <laughs> so that's how I do it. I didn't have to hit my head. It to was, do a, it, but, it was yeah, a grand yeah. entrance. <laughs> so, all right. Yeah. Well, any final parting words that you want to leave people before we let you get along with your wintry day? Um, I started a group on Facebook for women that are interested in uh, desire and clothing optional vacationing and lifestyling and things like that. And uh, it's a little over a year old. It's, I think it's about 500 and some women now. Oh, awesome. But uh, it's been really, really fun for anybody that's new to it. And then fun also for women that have been experienced in it and help other women get comfortable and ask all kinds of questions that you wouldn't be able to ask otherwise if you were thinking of going to someplace like this. So that's on Facebook and it's called ladies love desire. And, uh, it's the private group. So everybody, the only way to get added is to be added by a member and it only exists for the members. So if anybody, if any listeners want to reach out and want to be added to that, they can just look me up on Facebook at Sarah Clayton and then I can get them added to it. Okay. And we'll put links, we'll put links to your, your profile there. Um, I am curious though, and and I know not to like dive back into this and to focus (laughs) on the whole, the modeling thing, but do you like in doing that, like women's group, do you find people who are like, Oh, well I can't be into this because I'm not a model. Like I have to be a, a perfect bodied person to be able to go to desire or to be able to do the lifestyle. Like, is that something that, that you've come across? That's one of the big misconceptions that I think I've noticed in women that are in this group because they think, oh my gosh, I don't look a certain way. 
I'm going to be so uncomfortable. And then you hear from everybody else. No, it's not like that at all. Right. It's all shapes and sizes and everybody's so welcoming and so sweet and really supportive and really fun to be around that. Uh, the one woman actually went for the first time and she came back and she had put a post in the group saying, I was so shocked how little of an issue being nude was like, that was the last thing on her mind after about like two hours of being there since they were having so much fun. Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, what you guys talked about earlier, which is that it's more about the personality and the conversation and that somebody who would be, you know, uh, not stereotypically, but like society would say there may be a, not a 10, right. You you can get to a nine or a 10 by having a killer personality. Oh, totally. Yeah. I would much rather spend time with someone that's fun to be around than someone that looks good. I think the biggest thing too is just being true to yourself and true to your partner. I think there's a lot of preconceived notions. Um, if you're a guy, you have to have six pack abs and be built. And if you're a woman, you have to be this size, this shape and boobs have to Mm -hmm. look like this. I think that's one big notion that really intimidates people and, I feel bad because you don't have to look a certain way. You know, I think to just be yourself and be comfortable with yourself is key. And then I think the other part that sometimes scares people is they'll go on certain websites or listen to certain podcasts and they'll hear how certain people are really aggressive. And they think that when they get into this, they have to have an agenda to, you know, have this many hookups or do this many things. The whole thing is just being comfortable with yourself and what's best for you and your partner. There's no right or wrong answer. You don't have to be the professional swinger that every time you go out, something happens. You could be the person that just wants to go on vacation and be nude. You could be the person that, you know, only does things on vacation. You could be the person that maybe is that professional swinger for lack of a better term, but just do what's comfortable for you and best for your relationship and don't try to live up to some certain standard or try to fit into some certain group. Yeah. 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 No, that's very well said. Yeah, it's perfect. Cause I think it's, it, you're going to be much more authentic if you're just yourself, right. Just by nature, right. By, by definition, I just very redundant there. So <laughs> you're, you're welcome listeners for that. <laughs> and maybe, I mean, uh, unless you guys have something else that you want to share, that's maybe a good place to leave it. Some wise words from Ed. Yeah. Any wise words? That's it. That's it. Um, I, I kind of think, you know what you live once and might as well try to make the best out of your life and your relationship. And cause you're going to be 85 before you know it and probably not be able to do much. So I think just, just being comfortable yeah. with who you're, you are when you're in your thirties, you always say, Oh, I wish I looked like this when I was twenties. When you're in your forties, you wish how you looked like you were in your thirties. Your just get the notions out of your head. Just be whatever build you are or however you're made, just embrace it and enjoy it. Life's too short, short to be, you know, hung up on society's preconceived notions. Yep. Awesome. No, exactly. Well, Thank you both for taking some time out of your day to talk with us and for shedding some light on the introvert world. Yeah, <laughs> and being shy. And we're going to get shirts made uh, with uh, trust. Trust me, I'm fun. 
or so, so. Just me have fun, period. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not exclamation mark. Just... No. <laughs> Contents contain fun. Yeah, Contents contain fun. Uh, awesome. Well, again, thank you both and have a wonderful day. And uh, maybe we'll see you at Desire sometime. Thank you. I hope we do. All right. Thanks. Thank you. And we're back. Hey, nice job keeping that intro under five minutes. <laughs> we did pretty good. Yeah, we got we through sure a lot did. of stuff. We, we talked fast, said lots of things, and here we are in the outro. Thanks to Sarah and Ed for coming on the show. You know, we talked about we're all pretty introverted, and I know it was a little bit uh, new for them to come on the show. So we're excited. Yeah, but they rocked it. They totally rocked it. Yeah, and we were so excited that they were willing and um, wanting to do it. So, And we got a new t-shirt idea out of it. That's true. All right. Well, more to come on that. And... <laughs> What, the t-shirts? The t-shirts. Yeah. Yeah. So, again, thank you, Sarah and Ed. Uh, One thing that we did want to mention to everybody that we love to promote is uh, the discount code. You can get $10 off at stdcheck.com if you use the links in the show notes or in the resources page. That link will take you straight there. And it's really our best and favorite way to get tested for STIs. And it supports the show if you use our links, too. It does, and we greatly appreciate it. So yes. thank you for that. Next week, what do we got? Who well, do we first got? first off, what? we have an episode this coming Friday, so oh, stay yeah. tuned and Nailed check that. that out. And next Wednesday, we have our regular scheduled interview. Our with regular programming. Yeah, <laughs> with Maria and Jory. Yes. And we met them at Desire, and they have an amazing story. They have a long story. Yes. Jory especially, I think he's been doing it almost, well, I don't want to ruin it for people. No, come back in a week and we'll see you then. Yes, we will. Have a good weekend. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening.